Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Welcome into another edition of the Rough Cut Sportscast. I am your host, the one and only Vinny Milani, alongside your boy, A. J. Johnson. What's up, buddy? What you were early? What'd you do early? What what did you what I was you I, I normally try to time your A and your J with my head nods and uh you switch it up so often. So I pride myself on being correct when I when I get it right and I was too early. Man, I'm sad. The the, oh? the the intro, it don't it don't hit like it used to now. It doesn't. It really doesn't. So <laughs> for for everyone watching, what AJ means here is, uh, I listen. I'm I'm I like to. I'm a podcast listener. I love to listen to podcasts. I like to I like to be informed. Okay, before I come onto the rough cut and and spew my nonsense, I like to be informed. I like to spew informative nonsense to you people. And I today was looking through some draft talk because we have uh, uh, obviously we're talking picks nine through 16 today. And I was looking through uh, the podcast and trying to find some draft talk to listen to. And I found a podcast out there that actually uses our intro song, the same exact intro song. Now, to give everyone a little like behind the curtain again on how we decided and chose our intro song it literally was just going to youtube and just finding the songs that <laughs> kind of like hit the best with us so it wasn't even like the odds of this happening and having another show having the same intro as another show is like the same odds of zach wilson going number one overall to the jags <laughs> it's like uh, next I mean... to it's like next it's to just because there's so many songs that could have been chosen. And honestly, the amount of times I've tried to find our intro again, I got lucky one time and it, it popped up. I was like, oh, man, that's the whole song. I need that. And I kept it. And, yeah. then, and again, I can't find it in any other place on YouTube. But yeah, it, I was like back here bobbing it, my head. It was it looked nothing like it used to, buddy. Nothing it's like just it not the same. And, and, and again, for everyone watching at home and when it, when the show is loading up and the intro is playing, literally AJ and I can see each other uh, in the, in our little studio that we have, and we're both bobbing, we're both dancing, we're both like feeling it and buzzing. Today was not like that. It really wasn't like that. And and we will be giving you a new intro soon. Maybe we're just gonna have a whole rough cut facelift. That's maybe that's what we'll go into. Mm-hmm. We'll have a rough cut facelift, overhaul everything, enter a new era of rough cut. How about that? We enter a new era. Of rough cut. How does that sound? I mean, I always like to improve. Yeah, (laughs) there's still some good stuff that we have going on, I guess. But we'll 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 talk about it. We'll talk about it. If anyone has any, if anyone knows anybody that that does their own music or anything like that, let us know. Maybe we can feature someone uh, as the new rough cut intro. Uh, But we have a great show ahead of us, guys. We are talking picks nine through sixteen last week. If you missed the episode, go check it out. We talked picks one through eight. That's the Dolphins. The what's the Dolphins? Yeah, well, Dolphins, Bengals. It's just yeah. it was a lot. It was Jets, a lot. Niners, 
Falcons. Yep. Bengals. Dolphins. <laughs> Lions. Panthers. 49ers. Oh, my. Ding, 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 ding. I said 49ers. Nah, oh, did you? I, I missed, I missed it. But today, though, we are going to be talking about the Broncos, the Cowboys, the Giants, the Eagles, the Chargers, the Vikings, Patriots, and the Arizona Cardinals. We are getting into the middle of the draft order. But first, AJ, I got to ask you this question. Man, please scared. tell me. So scared. Out of... And, and and this will be just a little little tea skis here. A little in the in the business we call it a little tea skis. AJ, out of all the players that we're planning on talking about tonight, and all the teams, what are you most excited for? Ooh, what am I most excited for? I'm excited for the arguing we will probably have over Quiddy Pay and or Micah Parsons. And or Micah Parsons? Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Are you kidding? I really, I'm interested to see why all the Quiddy Pay hate is coming. So I'm gonna have to look that up and kind of look look into it. We're gonna, we're definitely gonna get into it. If you wanna, if you wanna uh, look it up beforehand, by all means, go for it. Because there's Quiddy Pay has been one of those inching names that's like he has just been going, like he is all over the board. I've seen him yeah. back end the top ten. I've seen him in the twenties, man. No one knows where Quiddy Pay is going. For those who don't know, it is Quiddy Pay, the edge rusher out of Michigan. But we're talking again, picks nine through 16, and we're going to get into that in just a moment. But AJ, it is time <laughs> to pay the bill. Tell them where they can find us at. Yeah, hit us up on Twitter at roughcut underscore sports, on Facebook at roughcut sports, and I and, and Instagram. Sounds like ing, like I'm inging on the IG <laughs> at the roughcut sports cast. Hit that like, hit that follow. Head over to YouTube at the Rough Cut Sportscast. Hit a subscribe and that notification. We're going to have mock drafts coming up on there soon. So you guys should be excited for all that. And go ahead and tell everybody about us. Everybody. 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 Oh, wow. Look at that voice. We are brought to you by Halftime Sports Collectibles, the number one place to get all of your sports memorabilia needs, whether that be a jersey, whether that be a signed cleat, whether that's a signed helmet, you can get it over there at HalftimeSportsCollectibles.com, the best place to get all of your sports memorabilia needs. And of course, this show is brought to you by the Belly Up Sports Network, the proud network that hosts the best podcast in the world, and that is us, of course. But, hey, go check them out. They've got a lot of great podcasts over there. Uh, but, of course, you're here for one thing only, one thing only, and that is to hear myself and AJ talk about this draft. So, AJ, this might be the quickest we've ever gotten into our, our main event, but it's time to get into our main yeah, we're going to need the time. We're going to need the time. We are. We are. We, we are going to need that time. And I'll once again pull up the graphic here of the teams in the order here. We're starting off with the Denver Broncos here. And there's been a lot of talk about them going quarterback here. Lots of talk on them possibly being a trade partner for your Atlanta Falcons. That's what I kind of hope, you know, and uh, I would I would love for them to trade up with the Falcons. And the funny part is this goes back to one of our very, very early draft conversations. I'm talking late January, early February, when the first thought process I had for my Atlanta Falcons was Patrick Sertan. 
And you and Aaron were like, there's no way they're getting Patrick Sertan at four. If that's the case, they need to go ahead and uh, trade back in the draft. And now we're here in April, and there's a big conversation about all the draft uh, trade partners. Atlanta just said they want to trade out of this spot if possible. We all believe Denver needs a quarterback. Some people say they still want another year with Drew Locke, and we're sitting here like, why? Uh, so there's a good chance that they can try to trade up to that four spot, hoping, hoping that the San Francisco 49ers take somebody like Mac Jones so that they can have their run at Justin Fields and or Trey, well, not and, <laughs> Justin and, Fields and or, or Trey Lance. Lance. They're going to be able to draft two both. quarterbacks. At, at, One pick, pick, number, two pick, number, at pick number nine, the Denver Broncos are proud to select Justin Fields and Trey Lance. Roger Goodell's up there like, hey, hey, John, L uh, hey, Elway, <laughs> you, uh, buddy, you can't do that. And John Elway's like, your yes, I'm John Elway. Oh man, I'm here to buck the Bronco. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now, someone I thought about though, and and this is, I guess, now the quarterback de debate. We can go back into it again. We brought this up last show here. Oh, that's the wide receivers. That ain't even the quarterbacks. This is the quarterbacks here. We brought it up. Obviously, we, we're expecting uh, Zach Wilson to go uh, number two overall to the New York Jets, and then there's that San Francisco Forty Nineers pick. No, I said. I, I think I said obviously. I would never say obvi. I, I would never do that. Oh no, I didn't hear. I didn't hear any s's, any l's, or side, y's. Side note: in the class you're in right now with Christine, she is literally going to have a class where she tells you, "Do not talk in like millennial Text form." Speak. Basically, yeah. Like she's, yeah. there will be a class where you talk where they talk about that, and you feel stupid. You're like, "Are we really like? Is she really telling us that we can't say lol on the air?" Like. What? No, like well, that, 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 that's <laughs> I didn't. There's no way. I don't. I, I don't. No, I, I, no. Avi is not actually, in my vocabulary. Okay. That's actually not even what I meant to say. By first off, I just happened to click that at the same time. But we'll start here. First off, you definitely said Avi. Secondly, no way. No way. <laughs> secondly, she's right to do that because there are like I mean we gotta remember there's 18, 19 year olds coming out of high school actually doing this program, uh, who do say out loud OMG and LOL. But that's thirdly. Ridiculous. If you think I'm not going to say lit on the air, you're ridiculous. Like, I'm, I'm, hello. It's so contradicting. You can't tell me in one class to be me and then in the next class not to say lit. It's lit. I would never <laughs> say lit. I, 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 that, that is just not my style to do that. I'll, I'll be like, dude, and I'll, I'll, I'll do that kind of stuff. I'll be the, the bro of the show, but I won't, I, I don't think I'll ever go, it's lit. Obvi. I, I wouldn't go that route, but hey. What, what speaking of routes and hey Gus, I'm using a transition here. Oh, man, <laughs> oh my god, in trouble, so much trouble. It's gonna, gonna knock you out of the school. <laughs> They're like, we're done with this kid. <laughs> Clearly, he doesn't take anything seriously. He doesn't want to improve. We, <laughs> we talk, we talk about directions and where the where I go. Well, the Denver Broncos here are in a situation where they have Drew Locke, and Bailey brought up the comment: Drew Locke needs to go, and there is. A lot of talk about them going with a quarterback at pick number nine. They could move up to go with Atlanta. You again, I picked the wide receiver one. That is not the one I'm trying to do. Yeah. Well, stop doing quarterback. That. Maybe you should it's label Matt them or Jones, something. It's Justin Fields or it's Trey Lance here. I because I, I personally I've shifted here. I have shifted my thoughts to whoever has pick number three. Well, I shouldn't say whoever has pick number three. The San Francisco 49ers own pick number three. I think that they're going to go with with Justin Fields. You and I talked about this after the show or before the show or sometime. You and I talked about this not on the show. But you remember last year 
there was a certain point of the NFL offseason before the draft where everyone was like, the Miami Dolphins might end up taking Justin Herbert. And then there was like, oh, they're going to end up taking Justin Herbert. He's better than Tua, or the health concerns are going to force the Dolphins not to take Tua. There was a lot of that chatter, and then eventually the draft rolls around, and they go with Tua like everyone expected. You go back to the NFL season, or I should say the college football season, who were the top two quarterbacks in, in that, that everyone was talking about? One and two. Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. <laughs> and Justin Trevor Fields, Lawrence for sure. and Justin Fields. And I can't remember. I, I believe it, it may, might have been uh, – who said it, man? Someone's – oh, uh, Bucky Brooks. Bucky Brooks of CBS. Last week we did we played the audio where he talked about how – it, they've everyone has just had too much time and now are, are over analyzing Justin Fields. Sim, keep it simple, guys. Kyle Shanahan is heading to Justin Fields' second pro day that he's ha- that he's having, where he's going to throw again. And all the talk where it was like, oh, Kyle Shanahan didn't go to Justin Fields' pro day, chose Mac Jones over him. That's all now gone because he's now going to see Justin Fields, and. Going, it's just simplifying the game here. They're going to take Justin and Fields, in my opinion, because he is the second best quarterback in the draft. I know Zach Wilson's at, at two, but Justin Fields is the guy. Do you like this move by Justin Fields throwing again? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I, do. I I really do. I, I do a lot. Hmm. And, and and I do a I lot feel- because because it, 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 it could there is the possibility of it hurting him in some way. He like he's already proved he might he might be at that point where he's already proven. But if you think about it though, and you're a quarterback, and, and you and I talked about this again, you, myself, and Aaron talked about this on Devontae Smith. If he's the biggest loser of this draft because he's continuing to fall. But I said he could be the be- the biggest winner because he could go to a team. If he falls, he's gonna be able to be the guy where okay, he's going to a great situation. Rather than going to the Lions, he goes to the Colts. It's a big difference, in my opinion, between those two landing spots. Same thing with Justin right. Justin Fields here is now the now it's not it's not the Dolphins picking a three. Now it's not a possibility of him going to Carolina or or the Jets or somewhere like that. Now it's the San Francisco 49ers, possibly the best landing spot for a quarterback here in the top 10. So Justin right. Fields now sees that San Francisco now owns the pick where he's a potential landing spot for. Now he okay. wants to prove that he can be that third best quarterback in this draft, who I think is the second best quarterback in the draft. But this is his time to prove it. And I mean, Matt just had a second pro day. It's now time for Justin Fields to have his. Smart. Okay. See, in my head, I was sitting there like, you know, you you've been considered one of the top QB prospects for at least an entire season and much longer, to be honest. And you know. It, it's one of those things where you always hear the QBs aren't going to throw because they don't want to take that risk of hurting themselves. And with the thought process of him not being as good as everyone wants to believe, the thought process of hurting him was where I was at. But when you bring up the fact that San Francisco is going to be there, you bring up the fact that they've moved up to number three where he's slated to be in the argument with him and Trey Lance right there. That's a good point. I like that point. Uh, because, yeah, if he goes to San Francisco, he <laughs> – Ooh, who Kyle Shanahan is going to have some happiness. Whoever, who, whoever goes to San Francisco is going to be in the best spot out of all top three quarterbacks between Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, and whoever goes to San Francisco. That person who goes to San Francisco is going to be in the best possible spot. And that is that is even saying if they go with Jimmy Garoppolo to start the season. Because you mm-hmm. have one of the best offensive minds in the NFL in Kyle Shanahan. 
You got this guy named George Kittle, who's pretty good. You got Debo Samuel. You have Brandon Ayuk. There's they're loaded. And then you have a defense that can support you. That is the best landing spot for any quarterback in this draft is the San Francisco 49ers. But I I want to I want to flip the script here and ask you the question here with Denver. And we go back to the draft order is Denver on the clock at nine. We're talking about uh, who they could possibly go with. I brought up again, dating, uh, bringing up our conversations that we have off air. I brought up Mac Jones to Denver, whether they go, whether they move up or whether they stay back at nine. I said Mac Jones to Denver. What are your thoughts on that pick over a, a guy like Trey Lance? You so you've heard me say this before. Uh, to me, that would be a lateral move. It's like at that point, if you're gonna grab Mac Jones, why not take another flyer on Drew Locke at that point? Because to me, it's it's a similar quarterback. It's just that Mac Jones played under Saban with better weapons around him. You know, I think that you're gonna see a very a very similar style of play. If you're gonna get a quarterback in your Denver, you gotta do something completely different. You need a guy who's a hybrid, who can run the ball, who can throw the ball, who can break tackles, who's elusive, and who gives you much more upside than that. If you're going to do Mac Jones, you might as well keep Drew Locke and find another position to bolster up, like maybe protect Drew Locke and see if that was his issue. So if you're if you're in the quarterback market in your Denver, you need to get one of these high-profile players. And even if you don't trade up to four, there's a chance that you know one of these guys does slide back. You know, I'm thinking if Atlanta, if Atlanta doesn't trade out of the spot, I still I'm still not sold on them having to take a QB this year. You know, I think it'd be a good idea for them to find somewhere else. And if that happens, you're not seeing a quarterback move until the ninth spot. I I think, though, though, but look at it. Look at it this way, though. You're the Denver Broncos and you want a quarterback and you're you're set on having a quarterback here at nine. I know what you're going to say. And Justin Fields was Mm -hmm. taken by San Francisco. You have Mac Jones. And you have Trey Lance. And what did you guys tell me before the show? You said Trey Lance, the best spot for Trey Lance would be a place where he can sit. He's not going to sit in Denver. Drew Locke is he's going to be chosen over Drew Locke. And then he's going to be thrown into the fire. And then what's going to happen? Well, he'll either sink or swim. And based on Trey Lance's uh, athleticism, his arm talent, his vision, uh, I don't think it'd be sinking except for the fact but, that Denver is a sinking ship altogether. Did you, did you not tell me, or maybe it was Darren that told me this Trey well, Lance, Darren, Darren said, I feel like Trey Lance that would has be the to, best. I, I, I feel like he has to be in a situation where he has to be in somewhere that he's going to be able to learn this guy. I mean, this, this is a wild stat to me. Trey Lance only threw the ball 20 or more times in only eight games in his college career. Only eight games. He played 17. That's less than half of his games. He threw the ball 20 plus times. Less than half yeah. of his games. Dude. You got and to that, run a lot. Been, and then he got to run a lot. And then he never was down. He was never He was never on the losing side of things. Even when you go back to the Trevor Lawrence talk that I had with him at first overall. Are you seriously I was like about- saying he's never... You're saying he's never been down. You're like, you're knocking him for being a winner. He's never had a, he, no, 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 no. I'm knocking him. This ties into the fact that he played in a weak, in a weak place in North Dakota state. He played in a, like there Carson was Wentz? no, there, but that's what I'm saying though. That is what, that is exactly what I'm saying though, because, and maybe not even necessarily making the direct comparison to Carson Wentz, but look at the fact that he has not, 
He hasn't ran a two-minute drill. He's never had to run the, a two-minute drill. That's huge in the NFL, man. You're going to be relied on, especially if you go to a bad team. You are going to be relied on to make a big play and to come up clutch. We haven't seen him do that. We have not seen him do that. And I get it. They produce players, too. I get it. But what 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 have we seen? What have we seen from Trey Lance that makes you say you that? You- I get it. It's the unknown. It's the unknown factor of Trey Lance that makes people think, oh, his ceiling is so high. But in actuality, you know, he deserves to be a, tw- a top uh, a 20 or less pick, if that makes any sense. I hate I hate that you're, you're making me do this because you recall a couple a month ago at this point now when the conversation was Trey Lance to Atlanta. I hated that thought process. I hated yep. that idea. And now you're going to make me go to bat for Trey Lance because you're not giving him a fair chance. First and foremost, with these quarterbacks, I, you know me, I always believe that a QB should be able to come in and sit behind somebody unless they're a top two and three pick. That's clearly why, unless you have no QB, and that's why you're drafting them. That I understand. So that any any QB would benefit from being behind a veteran player, not Drew Locke, but a veteran player. But, secondly, but, but that's what we're talking about here. That's what we're talking about secondly, here. Secondly, this two-minute drill issue you have, you're going to come into the NFL and you're going to run a two-minute drill completely different than you would have done it in college anyways. They're going to show you how they need to do it within their system. You don't think, even though as a QB, you don't think he has the wherewithal to know the ball needs to get out of bounds, the ball needs to get to this spot, you need it's, to be moving the offense up. Just because he didn't have to do it in college doesn't mean he doesn't. I mean, this is a student of the game. He understands what needs to happen. It's not like he doesn't watch football. <laughs> you know, these guys, it's, it's not like you're though. just coming in and based on your talent. If if he if he didn't even have to do it in college, and the last time this man had to run a two minute offense was in high school, when the last time he had to face that kind of adversity of having to come back was in high school, that's a big gap. That's a big gap, man. And then you you said it yourself, it's different in, in the NFL. It's much different in the NFL. So he's going. He's never had to even trail really in his entire college career, not really trailing. And then when he had to battle back. I mean, he. What was his most recent game? He got blew out by what? Arkansas State. That's uh, his most I don't think it was a blowout. They lost though. It was a blowout. It was a blowout. There was a there was a lot of conversation about how he he did come in and he was really hyped up in the beginning of the game and kind of started way too fast. He got within himself in the second half and figured it all out. And then he then he left school. He 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 opted to sit out and prepare for the draft. I mean, but you look at that one game he played in 2020 versus his whole entire 2019 season, his four games in 2018, and you go, well, he got blew up by Central Arkansas. He can't be as good as everyone thinks. Come on, so, man. So he, okay, so he ended up – they ended up – sorry. They ended up winning 39-28. to 28. But listen to his, uh, his passing he, stats here. Listen to his passing I stats. Just, I he just said for, that. I just talked about that. He threw for 149 yards. Only I know. Go back to the season. Be- go back to his season before and look at stats for that. I, it's the first game of the season against a team in Central Arkansas that you're not really that worried about, anyways. Like, and, and, but you're compare, but you compare him to a, a player like Matt Jones who has that experience, though. I mean, look at the stats here. Look at the stats. Only 18 games. Only 18 games, yeah. man. And, and, and 28 18 games. touchdowns and zero interceptions. 
against nothing though. Against nothing though, man. And and realistically, North Dakota State is one of the best teams in that FCS. They've produced players left and right. You can talk about where Carson Wentz is now today, but before that, we were talking about him as an MVP candidate. It's not like this kid's gonna come out and be like, "Well, you never played anybody, so you're absolute trash." He's gonna but, have to but, come in. There's going to be a learning curve. He's going to have to pick it up, and he's gonna have to move on from that. We'll tie it all back here to the to what is happening here. Denver is on the clock. You're not going to have that situation where he can sit. So if you're Denver and you're on the clock, why would you take – if you know that Drew Locke is not your guy and you – excuse me, you know that Drew – he's not going to be able to learn under Drew Locke, why would you take him? Why would you take him at nine if you know because he's not going to be able to A, learn, or B, sit behind somebody? Because you like we're, – we're the ones talking about sit behind somebody. Denver could very well believe that he has the upside to come in and use the athleticism of the weapons around him. You got to remember, this team right now is built around speed with Jerry Judy and K.J. Hamler. Noah Fan is even quick. You got Melvin like- Gordon and Phillip Lindsay back there. So having a guy Phillip who can also Denver. make plays for himself – Oh, they leave? I don't remember. Phillip Lindsay should have ran away anyways. He's the uh, poor guy. ran away running back. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so this team is built around weapons like that so to have a guy who can come in and not only create for his weapons but create for himself and gives you that upside against a drew lock that's why you do it if there is a player if there's a player outside of it i i believe i believe that trey lance could come in and be ready to go and put up a very good rookie season i'm not saying he would blow everybody out of the water but i don't think he would disappoint you as much as you expect because he hasn't played the amount of games as all of the other qbs I think Trey Lance would be the equivalent to Mitchell Trubisky. That I'm, I'm saying that right that now. That's horrible. That, that right is now. ridiculous and, 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 and horrible. And honestly, hear me out here. Hear me out here, though. Hear me out, and then this is, we'll end our Denver talk. Hear me out. Wow. He is the Mitchell wow. Trubisky because a he's going to be a bust, in my opinion. I think he's going to end up being a bust. B I think Mitch Trubisky wasn't bad. Mitch Trubisky wasn't like that bad. Look, when? look at Mitch stats. His stats were not that. He had he had a lot of bad moments. But Mitch Trubisky as a quarterback was just not that bad. He just didn't live up to where he was drafted to. Trey Lance is going to not be that bad because of his rushing abilities. But when you need Trey Lance to come up clutch, it's not going to end up happening. You're going to end up having maybe like a what you had in Carolina with Teddy Bridgewater, where you lose games by a touchdown. You lose multiple games by a touchdown. Last thing here, I saw this comment. Don't you want a quarterback that can win and not have to worry about trailing? It's the NFL. You're going to be trailing. You're in a division with the Kansas City Chiefs and the Los Angeles Chargers, who are both very good teams, and you are going to have to be able to, to – you're going to have to come back, okay? There's no way you're not going to have to come back, and I don't know if you can trust Trey Lance on that. You said he <laughs> who should not be named. I can't deal with you right now. That's Mid- fair. That is fair. Ah, that, that is fair. horrible. That is a horrible take. It's a horrible I take. I, I don't think it's that. I don't think it's terrible. It's statistically, Mr. Bisky does. Mr. Bisky doesn't have the arm talent Trey Lance does. He doesn't have the running ability he has. That's not what I'm saying. That's, but that's not even what I'm saying. You're 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 now trying to like you're you're now trying to fit this into me comparing him like his skills to Trey Lance. That's not the case, or that's not. You the can't case. compare. You can't come in here comparing his clutch ability. Yeah, he's not been in the NFL to clutch here. Though. I'm just talking about production. Oh, Mitch yeah. Trubisky was somewhat productive. Trey Lance is going okay. to be somewhat productive, but in the end, it's not going to matter because where you drafted a, him is not going to be worth it. 
It's a good thing. It's a good thing we started our main event early because we took away too much time on the Denver Broncos. We did. Lord okay. have mercy. Hold on here. Let me let's let's play a game here. Let's let's play a game. Oof. Let's let's play a game here. Let's I hate let's play games. this statistical game. Here. I hate let's your biased games. Aren't we supposed to move on to number ten? There's Cowboys fans out there who want to know. Yeah, no, they're not. No, no. I take not. Trey Lance all over right. all of them. Oh, Mitch Trubisky <laughs> finished twenty eighth in passing yards per game at two oh five. Yeah. This this yeah. past year. This past year. But no, look at that. Listen to this. Listen to this here. Listen to this. Oh, he has been bad. Oh, God. Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, he's horrible. He's the worst. (laughs) (laughs) I apologize for nothing. Moving on. Yeah. (laughs) I I thought he was better. I thought he was better. What would anyone let you believe that he was better? What would believe? Have you not listened to a single thing I've ever said on any of our shows? Fantasy, fantasy football. What about him in fantasy? He's had some good fantasy performances, man. He's oh, had some he good had like two good weeks. I'm just saying. Oh, had let's some go, good let's fan- go. And, okay. You are not about to talk me into talking do about this. Do you want to play our new criteria, our, our new game with the criteria that we talked about earlier? No, no, I don't know. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do everything. You got this, man. Whatever your show is, I'm about it. I'm ready. Let's go. It's not my show. It's not my show. You know what I mean? You're the host. So like, put me. I'm looking through our notes. I had, I had a direction. Down. Point me in a okay. direction. Hand me the ball, and I'll take it like a running back. <laughs> we'll rapid fire. We'll rapid fire this one. We'll rapid fire this one. Denver Broncos. What should the pick be? The pick should be a quarterback. No, give me names. Well, that's not. Fa- are we? Are we assuming he's staying at? They're staying at nine. Assuming they stand well, even even if they move up to four, it's still going to be the same thing. Well, then the pick should be Trey Lance. It should be okay. So it should be Trey Lance. Uh, what do you want it to be? Ooh, I don't want it to be any. I want them to trade away to the Falcons. You are the worst. <laughs> Moving on. Okay, you are the absolute worst at this game. I hate. I just, that's what I uh, want. You're gonna you're uh, gonna make me feel bad for what I want. Uh, <laughs> you you didn't even answer the I, I, question. I, I, I wanted to be a. I wanted to be a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> you are the worst. Okay. You know what? Speaking of the worst, though. Speaking of the worst, we can just, we can just move on. We yeah. We can just move on to the Dallas Cowboys. Next up on the list uh, at ten is the Dallas Cowboys. And <laughs> look at AJ over here, solo I'm mode. Dying, AJ. Bro. I'm dying. Bro. He's just That's dying. So uh, I was just trolling you. It's way more fun. <laughs> it, it, it was good. It was good. That was a, that was a good back and forth to kick off the show. But I, I really, there's something I watched you and I, we, 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 we before the show in our show prep, we, we clip videos. We kind of watch some highlights. We watch people talk about these players. And again, we try and give you guys the most informative type shows. And I stumbled upon one Chris Sims. I know that name. <laughs> this what. <laughs> Okay, the Dallas Cowboys here, a lot of people say defense, whether it be Micah Parsons, whether it be one of the cornerbacks, it's going to be defense. Yeah, we, we, you talk about Kyle Pitts possibly being here at number 10 for Dallas. We, you, you, myself, Aaron, have talked about that. <laughs> There's a big argument coming. And, I'll, and, and tomorrow, Oof. when you get our show tomorrow, Oof. you will have myself, Aaron, and AJ, all three here, talking about Kyle Pitts and the possibility of him going to the Dallas Cowboys. We're uh, uh, Aaron's Aaron's releasing his mock draft tomorrow, right? He is releasing his mock draft tomorrow. Indeed, hey, yeah, is releasing a good show. Draft. I have to make that. That'll be three out of four. 
Dylan, uh, Dylan big time this again and told us he'll release his mock draft when he damn well pleases. No, yeah, he did. He did. No, either way, it's going to be a defensive player. We think here at, at pick number 10 for the Dallas Cowboys, Chris Sims. It should be. It should be. It really should be. And we, we talk about the corners. There's three cornerbacks. There's JC Horn out of South Carolina. There's Patrick Sertan out of Alabama. And there's Caleb Ugh. Farley from Virginia Tech. And this is what Chris Sims and realistically to me it's Patrick Sertan and then it's and then it's JC Horn. Those are my top two corners. How would you have it before I even play this? Uh Patrick Sertan's number one. Yep. Caleb Farley's number two, JC Horn's number three. So either way, neither of us have Caleb Farley as the number one cornerback number in one, this yeah. draft. And here is Chris Sims saying why Caleb Farley should be the number one cornerback. So Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech must be awfully good if you have him as your best one. He's a star. I, I don't know if I've ever really evaluated a corner like this. Wow. Like, now you want to talk about corners that should be drafted in the top three? Yeah. Caleb Farley is worthy of being drafted in the top three. And didn't even play last year. Didn't play. I know. I mean, so. I know, top that's three? So, that's I mean, that's the only negative we talk about. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I've never seen a guy with that size move the way he does. Let's start at the top. End. Number one reason you're so high on Well, because I've never seen a guy with his size be able to move, cut, accelerate, you know, greasy hips, all of that. I, I've never seen a guy. I mean, it, to me, it, it's like the film is oh, better man. than, than Jalen a few years ago. And you know I love me yeah. some Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. I mean, I love Jalen Ramsey. I got a man crush on him. <laughs> this is absurd. Someone, please. Hold on. So how's that make you feel uh, back to your mock draft where you had Caleb Farley at number four? <laughs> I feel like a complete jerk for putting Caleb Farley in, and this was originally my mock draft. Yes, I had Caleb Farley at four. This is this mock looks like absolute trash, okay? Now this yeah, is back in February, but I mean, still looks like bad. trash. I cannot – the comparisons that he was making here to Jalen Ramsey, I just don't get. I don't see how, it's, how he is like that. And to me, it's a simple Sertan, J.C. Horn, then, then Caleb Farley nowhere near and this man said he could be a top three he, he could that's like a little much is top three in the draft that's that's a, that's a lot that's that, that's a little much maybe in another draft you know um but to say that for this year like that's a little much especially when all the conversation is about qbs but uh what is it about what is it that turns you off about caleb farley I just don't think – it's not even necessarily what turns me off about Caleb Farley. It's what – and this might sound really weird. It's what turns me on about Patrick Sertan <laughs> and Face T. Horn. Specifically, okay. J.C. Horn. Though, this is one, and I know I don't I, – I really don't like to be – I don't like to be biased. And I, yeah. this might – I don't like to be biased. Patrick Sertan's a great a great cornerback. But I yes. honestly think J.C. Horn is the best corner in this draft. Is, it's really close. And I would I there have been days where I say JC Horn is better than Patrick Sertan, and I would rather him over over Patrick Sertan. You look at this, this is against Devontae Smith here. His ball, his, his the way he handles the ball, the way he goes and attacks after the ball is incredible. He's a sure tackler. He can make plays beyond the line of scrimmage, ahead of the line of scrimmage. He can make those plays, and he's a ball hawk. You're gonna watch this interception here. 
watch him jam this wide receiver off the line and then follow the ball enough to be able to track it. Watch this jammed and boom. To me, that he, he is a special player. Watch him track this. He's on the ball 24-7. Everywhere J.C. Horn goes, he is on the ball. He's he's incredible, okay? I think he is the best cornerback in this draft. And, you know, not to say – or not to forget here, the lowest completion percentage in the SEC last season. You might, you might say Patrick Sertan. You might say Patrick Sertan. He was great last season. It wasn't. It was J.C. Horn because he is just so like that shut set. down. Why? I don't like that stat because this is the reason I have Patrick Sertan as my number one is because Patrick Sertan can shut down the side of the field. There's a low completion sentence on JC Horn because people aren't throwing at Patrick Sertan. He's that type of guy to me that will shut down a field. I remember no, uh, that doesn't that doesn't what? mean the same thing. That doesn't mean the same do thing. Mean? Completion percentage do is not uh, completion percentage. Even if you're not thrown to, you're still you can't yeah. Tell but me you remember what I was talking. No, but you remember when I talked about how you you uh, have to have a certain amount of attempts to hit a certain threshold, right? So, like, even if even if uh, Patrick Sertan's numbers are at a certain level, it's going to be fluctuate. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? I, I would imagine I would imagine that uh, Patrick Sertan got thrown at less. His completion sentence is higher, but it's not in the same threshold which is why the conversation about J.C. Horn is how he's stopped completion percentage over and over and over again. I get what you're saying. Anyways. I just don't I, don't, I don't think it's, I don't know if I'd say that like as a fair uh, assessment right. of it because J.C. Horn locked down, that locked down receivers. Yeah, but people Maybe tried J.C. Horn and they fell back for it. Exactly. But either way, we're talking about Caleb Farley and all the highlights you just showed me about J.C. Horn are nice. He's really good. But if you look at Caleb Farley, not only is he doing the same things, he's doing it more frequently. Caleb Farley is probably one of the more surefire tacklers in the cornerback position in this draft as well. Caleb Farley is the type of guy that can read the backfield very well. If you're thinking about throwing to the flat and Caleb Farley's around, you better watch out because he's there for that smoke. Caleb Farley will throw a hit on somebody. Caleb Farley is one of the better trackers of the ball in uh, coming out of this cornerback class too. I've seen this man be pulled down to the ground and still be catching the interception over the receiver. He's a ball hawk. He's got soft hands. He makes the right plays. Caleb Farley is a fantastic, and I know you're saying, I know you're not saying he isn't. He is a fantastic cornerback. He's great. I, I think I think he's better I, I, than JC Horn, buddy. I think he's he's a great cornerback too. I I, I mean I was high on I was high on Caleb Farley before. Do you not have but, Caleb Farley highlights? But I just no, I told you that. What? I don't remember. No. I'm sorry. I don't remember I don't, that part. My, I don't remember that part. I'm sorry. I was just excited okay. for it. I would have showed you some. So if, I were to, if I were to tell you that Pro Football Focus came out with a list of the top mm, top 10 cornerbacks in this draft, where do you think Caleb Farley would be? And Pro Football Focus top. focused on like that in-depth, advanced type stats, though. Mm-hmm. So think Top six. Where would he be? Top six. He is top six. Where that's a very oh. cop out answer. It's really not, but okay. <laughs> uh, six. <laughs> no, you're absurd. You are absurd. I, I hate you. He's fourth. He is fourth. Greg that was Newsome. my other. That was my. That was my other answer. But if I said top six, like why didn't I say top five? So clearly, I had to say six. 
<laughs> but Greg Newsom is, is at who, is at three ahead of him. A lot of people like Greg Newsom. That's crazy. To me. And then it's Casey Horn, and then it's Patrick Sertan, though. But with Patrick Sertan, he is a guy. Again, I think Patrick Sertan is a cornerback that can do it all. In Absolutely. my opinion, he he can. He can he can be in press coverage. He can be that shirt tackler. He can be that speed guy. He can keep up with wide receivers. I mean, you saw it all season long. He was keeping up with wide receivers. Watch this play. This this play is, is incredible. It's Obviously, insane. this is a fake yeah. punt in the Auburn game. But what that tackle, that's a cornerback making mm-hmm. that tackle, man. Yep. Look at that. Yeah. That- yeah, but he could easily, he could easily be a safety. Patrick Sertan to me is like he he's my Jalen Ramsey, Chris Sims. He's a guy who locks down a side of the field that you don't throw to. And like while you might in the NFL see him get burned a little bit here or there, you might see, you know, some guys make some good plays. If you are catching anything in front of him, he's putting you down like he's a big body receiver. He's tall. He's got really long arms. He also has really soft hands. So if that ball drops in his bucket, he's likely not dropping it. He can read the field with the best of them, and he wants those one-on-one matchups. He has that mentality that says, find me your best guy and let me guard him. So he that's why that's why he's my number one. I, I do think Caleb Farley's right behind him, though. And I, I think so if either one of those two guys lands in Dallas, they need to jump at it. Don't think twice. Oh, yeah, and I, I agree. And, I mean, honestly, though, here, uh, uh, Micah Parsons could also come up, though. And I wanted to bring him up because – we talk about the best defensive players in this draft here, and you look at this draft yeah. board. Realistically speaking, I mean, the Eagles could. Uh, I guess. I guess the Giants could also go defense here. I think this NFC to. least you you can see defense, but I think after that you, you'll 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 get your your offense. So with the Dallas Cowboys being here, and basically they're kicking off this NFC lease. They are kicking off the NFC East picks here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this pick, so this pick means a lot. This pick means a lot, and it does. is uh, so. I'll play that game with you. Who do you want to see Dallas draft? I want to see him draft. Well, I guess that's how we're starting in the middle here. I want him to draft Caleb Farley. And who should I it be? think they need? It should be Caleb Farley. It should be Caleb Farley. I think it should be Caleb Farley. Yes. Really? Yeah. I, I I think they they need Older they Patrick need. Smith. Well. Well, that's fair because in that conversation, we're we're now talking as if the uh, Denver Denver took a quarterback. So yes, actually, oh, yeah. if 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 Patrick Sertan is on the board, that's who it should be. Got it for Got sure. It. Patrick Sertan should be the first cornerback off the board, in my opinion. He should. Be. Which okay, is that's why a... when you ask me for Denver, I say quarterback because like, uh... <laughs> yeah, you're you're the worst. But okay, so either way. Defense for the Cowboys, whether that be a defense and cornerback for the Cowboys, most specifically, uh, is the yeah. is the pick and the go to, especially with Patrick Sertan. The New York Giants. Hold, wow, hold, are- hold on, hold on. Go ahead. Who who do you think will have the better career out of those two, though? Patrick Sertan or J.C. Horn? By Bailey. By Bailey. <laughs> I don't know if I want to be biased. Like I don't want it to come off as biased, but I think Patrick Sertan, just because he can do it all. But I really yeah. think it's going to be very close, though. I think these two guys are yeah. going to be the cornerbacks of the future, though, because I I really mm. like Jason Horn and what he can do. Mm. I, I re- he 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 does remind me of like a Jalen Ramsey or like a a, a Darrell Revis type guy, where he is just he is in your face. Mm. He is able Sertan? to just shut you down. Okay, no, no, J.C. Horn. Like wow. I feel like this good well, guy. Revis? 
okay, maybe not Revis. I feel like Jay, I feel like <laughs> Jalen Ramsey is a good comparison for him, though. Just because he's able to be able to keep up with these wide receivers. He's able to to the I mean, one of Jalen Ramsey's best skills, though, is get out of here, man. Come on, man. I really didn't want to do that. I didn't want to do I know, that. I, know, I, know, I, know, I really I know, I know. didn't want to do that. But hey, actually, and this is we we go way off the tracks here on this show. It's what we do. Yeah, we're I saw two teams, three teams in. I wanted I, I saw this comment earlier when we were talking about Trey Lance. I didn't I didn't get to it. Yeah. I completely forgot about it. The, thoughts on Kyle Trask. I really wanted to get to it because we were talking about Trey Lance. And I said this to you guys before. I'd have Trey Lance and and Kyle Trask on the same level. Like, neck neck. like yeah. almost on the same level. I would I would honestly give Trey Lance the the a little bit of an edge. A little bit of an edge. I was about to say, I was like, don't you dare, bro. <laughs> no, I would give him the edge because there is the the not only the rushing abilities, but I feel like we know the ceiling of Kyle Trask. We know the ceiling yeah. of Kyle Trask. We just don't know the ceiling of Trey Lance. And that's what makes him a special type of talent and, and puts him ahead of these other quarterbacks. But I personally think Kyle Trask ends up maybe being drafted like the second round by maybe a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers. Similar style quarterback to Ben Roethlisberger, I feel like. That could be a great situation for him. Uh, but I really think, though, you, you go, you got Trevor Lawrence is way up here. Then you got Justin Fields. Then you got Zach Wilson right there. And then you got Mac Jones. And then you got your Trey Lance and your and your Kyle Trask. I think those that would be like my, ty- my type of uh, uh, tears for that. But moving on, the New York Giants. <laughs> we are 45 minutes in and only two teams in (laughs) we got got in bro we went in we did we did we went hamburglar on this and uh it it was it was a good ride uh but the new york giants though are on the clock and i think this is where you could definitely consider micah parsons right this is this i i have them getting a linebacker yeah i don't think it'll be micah parsons um yeah i i know and i'm looking at micah parsons and he is very talented but I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, let's just knock this out. So I have Micah sliding because there's been a lot of conversation about his character issues and people are seeming to be put off by that. Now, what gets me about this is you were talking about one of the most physical positions in the game at linebacker and you're confused when he gets in fights at practice or something of that nature. I understand you're. You're, you're, it's your own team. That shouldn't be happening. I get it. And I'm saying let it ride. But, like, that that type of veracity, that type of, like, that veracity. little pent-up angerness <laughs> is what's there and why you want a guy like that. So I think he answered the questions about his character issues very well. You know, he was young. He made a lot of mistakes. And if you're going to yeah. judge him for the mistakes and not give him a chance to grow, then what are we doing here, you know? But I do. It seems like a lot of teams have been put off because there was uh, he was inciting riots in high school. Uh, he got into fights in college. He was accused of battery and sexual harassment by teammates and teammates' girlfriends, and it just kept spiraling. The thing- and the fact that it wasn't just one thing; it was three and four. It put some people off, and I think he's gonna fall because of that. I get that, and the thing is, is I think now that we're at this range here, he's already fallen yeah. because. It, it Micah Parsons is the best pass rusher in this draft. Okay, he is arguably he is arguably 
could be the best defensive player in the entire draft, and that's talking about be. the corners and everything. But he could be because of all that off-field issue, the, all of those off-field issues, you see him starting to fall. He could be a top 10 pick, but because he's falling, he might go in between 15, 10 and 15. That is where that, that that's where the falling comes in, in my opinion. But I don't think he falls any further than that because of how special he is. He is, I mean, he yeah. is a monster of a man, dude. He yeah. is a he is a yeah. special talent. And and I think I really do think him. I mean, look at this. And this is against Ohio State. Look at him keep up with Justin Fields. Justin Fields isn't a slouch on the in the speed department. I mean, this is just something else. He is he is in the backfield just about every yeah. play for Penn State, Wrecking. making plays. And and again, like I said, you 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 bring up the off-field issues, and that is a big thing, especially in today's in today's climate, today's NFL. That's a major thing. But when yeah. you are as talented yeah. as when you're as talented as Micah Parsons, you now go from five to ten range to ten to fifteen range. That's your falling yeah. because you're too good of a player to pass up, and you hope okay. that you can fix this character issue. If if see. I I know New York has changed their culture a little bit since the Tom Coughlin days or whatnot, but like I don't know if they're the type of people who are bringing in guys and fixing their their mindset and changing that. If they can get Micah Parsons, the Giants will be a force in the in the oh. NFC oh. this year because they they fixed their offensive issues for a little bit with their receivers that they've got. I'm really I really want John Ross to break out, man. I I, I know he has that potential. These injuries have just been so bad. Yeah. But then you got him and Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard and now Kenny Galladay. You're hoping Evan Ingram's there. Imagine if Kyle Pitts fell this far. Hula! <laughs> but, like, uh, if they get a, a linebacker after re-signing Leonard Williams, after having Bradbury, after picking up a Dory Jackson, next to Blake Martinez, this is a really good team. They just have, Daniel Jones has to figure it out. He does. This is, right is this your, is this your uh, is this a, like, is this it for Daniel Jones? Like, would you say that this is it for Daniel Jones? Like, it because I mean, what what does he need to do to convince you not to not to move off of him? Um, like, how far does he have to take these guys to be like? Because that's the thing. I mean, it's not like he's been the his first year. He was probably the sole reason they weren't good with all the fumbles. He cleaned that up a little bit the second year. There was more. There was flashes, and he still has never played with Saquon Barkley really. Like I think that one year, basically, you know, they haven't really gotten any of their chemistry together. I, 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 I think, I think he starts the conversation if he's not something that you see the potential you thought drafting him at six overall. Stupid. <laughs> I, that that was and that so that to me when you when you bring up the Giants, you have to consider that them making a mistake or not making necessarily not necessarily making a mistake but not being afraid to reach on someone. Cause I mean, that, that, that realistically is what could happen. You know, Dave Gettleman just is not afraid to go for like the, the kind of gritty pick. What was the last? Oh, they made a mistake last year. They picked Andrew Thomas last year uh, yeah, in the draft. Yeah. That was, yeah. yeah, that was, that was not. <laughs> yeah, that was, that, that yeah. was a tough one. That was, that well, Michael that, Parsons wouldn't be a reach. Honestly, the fact that he's following any team, at this point to pick Micah Parsons is getting a steal. It's like when Derwin James fell, even though unfortunately he stays injured too. God, so sad. He, he would have been that, a stupid good player. 
that that would I was about to say that's your uh that's your FSU guy right there. That is your uh that, how does that make you feel with uh Derwin? Der- Actually, I don't even have to ask you that question. The real question is though is does Kyle Pitts fall this far and do they go double no. tight end? No, they to what? could. I don't think he falls this far, but actually, <laughs> now that I'm sitting here and talking about it, if Atlanta doesn't trade out, he 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 might fall this far. And at six, at six, at six, Miami would they take Devonte over Kyle Pitts? I think Miami? they like Mike Kosicki. Yeah, I think they like Mike yeah, Kosicki. Yeah. So they Miami receiver. definitely picked. Devonta Smith over over uh, Detroit yeah. has I mean they need receivers so you 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 put it all in on TJ Hawkinson at eight Carolina Carolina I don't think he goes past Carolina Kyle Pitts. I don't think yeah, Pitts go past fair. Carolina that's yeah. fair I, I definitely I, I, I could I, yeah that makes the most sense can't that, wait that to talk about Carolina that is, <laughs> oh yeah no I mean Carolina picking Kyle Pitts is definitely the definitely the landing spot for him but like we said with the New York Giants though it it's going to be not a sexy pick, in my opinion. When I when I look at that, it, I I don't think that they're going to end up going with like a, um, maybe Jalen Waddle far. I don't. I think I think they would pass on him. I think no, they would. No. They're not grabbing a receiver. They can't. They shouldn't. Yeah, they, <laughs> they can't. They shouldn't. Will they? they yeah. do that. <laughs> the it's reverse of the game. <laughs> what? I mean, think about that though. Think about that though. Washington Why would you do had, that? But Washington has McLaurin and Curtis Samuel, a decent duo. Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb. Philadelphia is Philadelphia. Yeah, but New York has again <laughs> Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard, Darius no, no, Slayton. No, no. Stop at Kenny Galladay. You can't. You can't no, Darius Slayton and Darius Slayton and Daniel Jones have a pretty decent chemistry. Darius Slayton is slated to have a very good year this season, like for oh, sure. And then you add Speed and John Ross, who the last time we saw him healthy was actually starting to look like the guy they picked in Cincinnati, and then he got hurt again. So if they can, you, at at this point in the first round, you look at your pick and you have weapons on the outside. You can't draft a wide receiver who's a rookie when you just spend all this money on a big-time name like Kenny Galladay and some other pieces. You need to solidify that defense, especially when you talk about all the weapons that uh, Washington has and that Dallas has. You need defense to make sure you're keeping up with these guys in your division because we know this division can be a crapshoot. It, it can Everybody be. Everybody can be on the same spot. There is a lot of talent in here, and 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 to wrap up the Giants here, I want to bring this person up because this kind of this person's going to kind of bring us into the next few picks and that's Rashawn Slater yeah. offensive lineman from Northwestern look at he, how he handles Chase Young who not to mention Chase Young is going to be in your division watch this yep. he is just on top of Chase Young all the entire game that in that game yeah. where he played against Ohio State I think that's a situation where it's not the sexy pick but it's the, it could be the right pick so be on the lookout for, for the, the Giants. Giants yeah yeah the Giants yeah, I, I wouldn't I, be mad at that. It protects Daniel Jones, and uh, again, you're don't under don't don't undersell the fact that they're going to have to see Chase Young twice a year, yeah, and this guy yeah. has a known track record of pl- at least playing against Chase Young and ha- having uh, the uh, the record of stop it being able to stop him. 
let that let that sink in there. So don't be surprised if you see Rashawn Slater, arguably the second best, maybe the best offensive lineman in this draft. I've seen a lot of people say he's better than Panay Sewell. So yeah, either that, way, that, that, could that conversation is starting to happen for sure. It is. It is. But again, yeah. I think going back to what I said earlier about like the the Justin Fields, Mac Jones, and overthinking it at this point in the draft. And last year it was Tua and Herbert. I think it's going to be, the, it's going to play itself out. And Panay Sewell will be the first offensive lineman uh, taken. But the Philadelphia Eagles now are on the clock. They made that massive move. I shouldn't say massive move. They were a part of the massive trade that took place that saw the Dolphins move up and then down and up and down. And, and it ended up with the Philadelphia Eagles owning the 12th overall pick. Pretty much, absolutely, pretty much putting a kibosh to them taking a quarterback here. Uh, I guess the first thing I want to ask you is, is: I don't understand that that whole narrative. Anyways, you didn't well, get oh, Jalen Hurts in the second round last year to draft a QB this year. <laughs> you didn't. I, you didn't. You only played him three games. You only played him three or four games. You haven't even seen what he could do. It made no sense that they were talked about as drafting a quarterback. That makes zero sense. It, it, they, they, I, the, I think that's the one thing. Like, everyone's, like, freaking out over this. Like, not freaking out, but, like, the Josh Rosen thing happened. But when when was the last time you really saw that ever happen, where a quarterback just right. gets traded after one year? And that's that's for the I first think. overall pick. They have the first overall yeah. pick. And they, have, they have the yeah. opportunity to draft the best, the, the best quarterback in the draft. Are you so you're okay with them having and keeping Jalen Hurts? Absolutely. Listen, Jalen Hurts, we've seen him play well at Alabama and at Oklahoma. Everywhere he's gone for the most part, no, he's not been the most accurate guy. He hasn't been the guy who can throw on a dime and thread the needle like every other QB. But as you can see, he's got good arm talent. He's got good vision. He did that moving out of the pocket and finding his guy. He knows the game of football. He's athleticism. He can make, he's athletic. He can make plays. They have their QB for now. You can't give up on that when, again, you have so many holes to fill. And two very underrated co- qualities about Jalen Hurts, though. The Philadelphia Eagles are entering a rebuild, possibly a rebuild mm-hmm. here. Jalen Hurts' attitude is mm-hmm. the type of attitude you want they at the quarterback him. position in the rebuild. You have you've already we've already heard the reason why you traded Carson Wentz. One of the reasons is the locker room was more bought into Jalen Hurts over Carson Wentz. So Jalen Hurts obviously has a, a position here of higher power in the quarterback in terms of like that attitude Jalen Hurts is that guy you want for a rebuild here Chris brings it up give him a chance no quarterback left that are better than him it's 100 true right. I take Jalen, I take Jalen Hurts over I think I would take Jalen Hurts over Mac Jones I think I would take Jalen Hurts over I'm Mac okay Jones I think I would take him over I would easily take him over Trey Lance I don't think I'd take him over Justin Fields I think that would be where mm. it goes where it stops at I think you your top three quarterbacks there Wilson, Lawrence, uh, Fields. I think that is that's that stopping point for Jalen Hurts. It'll be well, it'll be Lawrence, Fields, Wilson, Hurts, and then it goes Jones. <laughs> it's that kind of that kind of situation there. That's I I think that's a, a safe spot there uh, for Jalen Hurts. But for the Eagles pick though, where do they go? Where can they go? What are their options? I, I, I think they still get one of these receivers that they were talked about having. It just it's just a question of who, you know. Uh in my mock draft, I had Jamar Chase falling here because 
uh, not in this oh, mock draft. Yep. This was the mock draft before the world uh, shook up on oh. me. And this this was after this was an hour before the Dolphins and the Eagles traded out of that spot. So let me let me play the hypothetical game. Let's say <laughs> let's say the Bengals take Jamar Chase. Let's say the uh, let's say the Lions take Devonta Smith. Let's say. Where does Jalen Waddle? Uh, not, yeah, where does Jalen Waddle fit here? Uh, exactly. Where he doesn't fit anywhere. Exactly, yeah, he, he fits fit. right there. Jalen <laughs> Waddle, the book it, book it right there. That was I, actually I'm the pretty, thought. I'm pretty sure Jalen Waddle and and Jalen Hurts have a, a connection as not a not a big connection, but I think they did spend time together at Alabama. Don't quote me on that though. Awesome. Um, Don't we want them to have three Jalens on their team? That'd be fun. Jalen, oh, wow. Jalen, we hear that all day. Jalen Waddle, Jalen Rager from Jalen Hurts. <laughs> yeah, right. They had Jalen Rager, uh, Jalen Waddle, Jalen Hurts. They had Jalen. <laughs> what wasn't the guy Jalen uh, Jalen Mills? He yeah, Jalen Mills. Point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah wow. What a world. And then maybe in the second round they get an offensive lineman, Jalen Mayfield, and like let's just do it. All Jalen's, all Jalen's, <laughs> the Philadelphia Jalen's. Breaking news. The Philadelphia Eagles have now acquired Jalen Ramsey to complete the, <laughs> the five the five feet of Jalen's on the team here. The five heartbeats. <laughs> the five heartbeats of the five heartbeats of Jalen. Oh man, that could be a band. That sounds five, like a song. The five killer. degrees of Jalen. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. So it, it's a wide receiver here. We can we can move on. The Chargers and the Vikings. I feel like we, we did this with the last one. You go back to the yeah. the first eight here. And we looked at the Dolphins and the Lions being that those two teams that could be wide receiver destinations. And we kind of simplified it there. Yeah. The Chargers and the Vikings are two teams that you definitely have to look for them drafting linemen because you have to, A, you have to protect Justin Herbert and B, you have to protect Kirk Cousins and you have to give it, give space for Dalvin Cook to continue being Dalvin Cook. Is this, is that, is that simple here? Kind of, I agree with you with the the Chargers. I would not be surprised if the Vikings pick someone on the defensive side of the ball. Because while they do need offensive line help, I mean, it wasn't like Dalvin was having big issues finding holes last season. I mean, he had two, three touchdown games and one four touchdown game. Like, so saying, I, like saying, I, I agree, they could, they could grab an lineman, and no one's mad at that. But I would not be shocked if there was a defensive player right there ready for them to pick. So One of those cornerbacks. Oh, okay. I, I was about to say, though, if if Micah Parsons doesn't go to any of those picks, 14 is a Ooh. great landing spot for Micah yeah. Parsons. That'd be a great, yeah. great spot. I mean, they've and, lost yeah, they a lot. Definitely. They've lost so Everson Griffin's not there anymore. Daniil Hunter is – I don't know if Daniil Hunter is still there. He might be still there. I'm uh, not 100% so. on that. I actually um, think he – did he retire last season? I thought I, I thought I saw something like that. Don't quote me on that either, because I, you know, sometimes I play some Madden and I'm a couple years in. And <laughs> he yeah, did not play last looking. season. He did not play last I season. Think so. He did not. But play last he didn't season. play. He opted out. Ooh, so he is he? Was... So he's coming back to the Vikings. Ooh. Nope. Uh, oh wait, hold on, hold on here. I'm trying to. Oh, that was back in 2015. Not a thing. Uh, yeah, he he could be coming back. So I mean. Daniel Hunter and Micah Parsons on oh man yeah he's only be, uh, six years in too I I feel like Daniel Hunter's so much older too than that because uh you know he's had some great moments in the NFL 
That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. That could, that could so be maybe scary. That yeah. All right. 15. The 15 Patriots. New England Patriots, Mac Jones, Dundee, Bucket, the Arizona Cardinals on the, I, I can't, I can't skip the Patriots though. I mean, uh, I don't think they go quarterback. Right. I think there was a lot of, I think there was a lot of talk about them going quarterback, quarterback here. Well, they can't anymore unless they trade up. There's no way at this point it's, it's, it's becoming clearer and clearer that five QBs will be gone before this spot. You know, like that, that seems to be the field. <laughs> no pun intended. I, I think they end up going defense here, and that was honestly the pick that I was going to have. This kid, what? I don't. I don't think that's the thing. I think a lot of people are forgetting. Th- I mean, they could go. They could go Jeremiah Owosu Koromoa. They could. Uh, but, dude, have you seen the way that man hits? He's he he is a very physical. He plays that Bill Belichick style. He's very physical. He's very talented. He's very yeah. smart. But I think something a lot of people are forgetting here. The New England Patriots are getting back Dante Hightower. A lot, yeah. So, yeah, but they're losing Patrick Chung. I mean, they're they're. They've also uh, brought Gilmore back Kyle Van right? Noy. They've also brought back Kyle yeah. Van Noy. So I mean, they you put Jeremiah they, on the other side and bring him in. Ooh, ooh, that's a, that's a solid linebacker core, bro. You think Bill Belichick doesn't want to get richer too. on his defense? That's a that's a Patriots pick there too. That is not right. Not to say that they might trade back. You know, the Patriots they always. Right. I think this is a different Patriots team, though. I think they, I think they stay put. Also, let's let's pump the brakes here on on uh, on on uh, the Patriots trading up. Okay, I've seen I've seen some some guys here <laughs> you know, say that was that. nuts this morning. I, I was, he, I, who, yeah, you know what I'm whose mock was that? Whose mock was that? Uh, uh, Jeremiah, Daniel Jeremiah, I think it was. Oh, I think absurd. it was Daniel Jeremiah who had him that, at. That was, uh, had them trading up to the fourth spot with Atlanta. And first off, the only way to me that Atlanta can jo- could drop back that far is if they trade back twice. Like, try to find a way to do that. Like, yeah. trade to that number nine spot and then try to trade out of that nine spot. Because, again, they need so much help. So many they do. holes to fill in my team. So they really do. Okay, so team. I'm looking at the linebacking core for uh, the New England Patriots. You have... Kyle Van Noy, uh, which is more like an edge rusher. We're talking is mm-hmm. uh uh Koromoa a pass rusher or he's is he a pure linebacker? He's like bro, he's a pure linebacker. He can do it all. He pass rushes very well. He gets in the backfield, disrupts, he he covers the ball very he's very good in pass coverage. I've seen this man drop back with a tight end and a, and I think a slot receiver once. It was a slot receiver, I didn't see much, but down to 30 yards down the field, breaking up passes. He's he's got a very slim build, but he's thick. He's stocky. He still has that pack on him. Yeah, he he's he's he can do it all. He's a do it all type of player as well. Yeah, and 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 so looking at their their linebacking core, uh, they I believe they acquired uh, Raquan McMillan, uh, formerly of the Las Vegas Raiders. He's decent. I wouldn't. I, I would still say that they're weak <laughs> there. Dante Hightower, yeah. answer the question. AJ is thirty one years old. Thirty one years old. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like <he's laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm the chemistry's sorry. too I, real, buddy. The chemistry's too real. We know. We know, buddy. We know. It is. It so, is. So, but that, that that could be a good thing. Oh, and hey, guess what? I found the missing Jalen. Jalen Mills is in New England. Oh yeah, that's Jaylen right. Jalen Mills yeah, yeah. plays for right. the New England Patriots. Just to just to throw that one out there. Uh, and they they last, never got Stephon Gilmore out of there, right? No, he is still there. They still have the McCourty Oof. twin. No, they still Amazing. have Devin McCourty. No, one of the McCourty's left. Yeah. 
And also, don't forget, they still have Kyle Duggar, by the way. I, I like that kid coming out of the draft last season. Uh, he uh, can't remember where he went uh, to school. Kyle Duggar. So what you're Kyle, saying is they don't need a linebacker? Is that how you feel? Don't need a, I don't, I'm saying they don't need a safety. Don't, they don't need safety. We're, I don't know how I got oh, into yeah, talk. Yeah, oh, because yeah. Jalen Mills is safety. Last pick, uh, the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals are very fortunate to be in this spot to not really need anything at this position. Okay. I think this is another spot. I, I, I shouldn't say they don't need anything. They, really they were, they, they got, they got a lot of help there. I think, I think this could be another spot where you go offensive lineman. This is another spot mm. where you can go like a Christian Darisau. If he's still there, I don't think he, I think the chargers end up scooping him up, but say the, say the, uh, Vikings don't take an offensive lineman. They could go the what's that kid's name out of uh USC? Uh Elijah Vera Tucker. That's who it is. That kid's really good. Do you think offensive line should be their their pick though? Because I mean, they had one of the worst offensive lines in in all of football last season. And they're in a situation where they got their pass rusher. I mean, Chandler Jones and JJ Watt on on the edges are is, is scary to think about. You did lose Patrick Peterson. This could be a spot for one of those third cornerbacks. This really could be and, a spot for them. And I feel like they need to, man, because like I mean, listen to their cornerback situation right now. Malcolm Butler, who, you know, one Yikes. play in the NFL basically. <laughs> Kevin I don't recognize Peterson. any of the other names. I don't. I don't yeah. recognize any of the uh, Robert names. Alford. They really, really need secondary help, and, and I think I think they are forced into making that Yo, pick, they, uh, a defensive a secondary right here. They have a dude named Picasso like, Nelson. Yeah, yeah. I was about to what tell an you unreal that, name you know. that is. It's awesome. Oh, we were I on the same page on that one too. I, I was hoping he'd put some Picasso artwork on the field, but. And so he does far, not. no go. Just uh, turn Andy so, yeah. Isabel into a cornerback. That's what they need I mean, to do. He's fast enough. <laughs> he's so fast. He's so small. There's yeah. no way that could happen. I do think that this could be a yeah. spot for your boy Caleb Farley. I think. I think you could see, or maybe my boy J.C. Horn. It could be either one of those. J guys. I think. I think this is a J.C. Horn pick. I. I oh, he, that's but he, that's where he's been mocked. So he's been mocked there almost oh. everywhere. You know, there's a few oh. that change it up, and we, we might hear a different take tomorrow on. Aaron's mock draft. You know, he's done some crazy stuff on his mock draft. But uh I uh yeah, I it sucks because they do need offensive line help, but they also really need defensive help. And for the oh first six, seven, eight games, you saw, you know, you saw Kyler Murray making things happen. So JC Horn, Buda Baker on this JC Horn, Buda Baker, Isaiah Simmons, Chandler Jones, JJ Watt. Oh my yeah. God, that is that could be a very scary defense. That has the potential uh, to be a very scary defense, though. Uh, but that's it. That is eight or nine through sixteen. Boom, 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 boom. Christian Barrymore is not going to Arizona, or he could, I, don't, yeah, I don't think Arizona. Is I don't. I don't think that's too early. Yeah, I, I, Christian Barmore is great. He, he could be a very good yeah. player in the NFL. But I don't, I don't see, I, I don't see them going that route. I think that, that, especially with Arizona or New England, you brought the New England question up. I, I, I can't, I can't see that happening there. Uh, but hey, that's nine through sixteen. Next week we are be going to be covering seventeen. Let's see if I can do the quick math here. Seventeen through yeah, twenty-four. That's seven picks though. That's not eight picks. Not. 
you got to count those picks. <laughs> it's not like normal where you're counting the inside. You just do the math. 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. picks. You're over, got it. Sold. You're overthinking it, bro. Just I am. Your multiplication. Hey, 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 But next week, we are going to be covering 17 through 24. That is eight picks confirmed. Uh, you're going to not want to miss that. But tomorrow, on tomorrow's show, it's going to get hot and heavy. I want to miss Okay. That. It's going to be hot and heavy. I might be nicknaming this show War Games, by the way. I might be nicknaming the show War Games. So we're going to see. But it's going to be a battle. Myself, AJ, Aaron, we are going to be just – it's basically going to be a full argument show, okay? So if you have, if you have any – if you have any debates that you want to like throw in the chat tomorrow, it could be about anything really. It can be full final countdown mode where you throw in uh, is ham- is a hot dog a, a sandwich or uh-huh. or not? Yeah, it is. It's not. Get out of here. But tomorrow going to be <laughs> AJ would say it's lit. Tomorrow will be lit. There, you, it, there you go. Fantastic, AJ. Do you have any last words? Straight up. <laughs> that was it. Word. That was my last word. That was, that was uh, last words. Yeah, Guys, you, you covered it pretty well. Tune in. We will be getting into the final countdown in just a few moments. But, AJ, remind the beautiful people where they can follow us at. They <laughs> can follow us at roughcut underscore sports on Twitter, on Facebook at roughcut sports. The Rough Cut Sportscast on Instagram. Head over to Rough Cut Sportscast on YouTube as well. Hit that like. Hit that subscribe. Check out all our videos. Make sure to watch at least three or four minutes before you subscribe. Otherwise, YouTube's like, you're a bot. We're not going to give that count. So do that and then tell everybody to do the same thing. And, of course, we are brought to you by Halftime Sports Collectibles, the number one place to get all of your sports memorabilia needs, whether that be a signed jersey, whether it be a signed cleat, a ball, a bat, a poster. It's there over there at Halftime Sports Collectibles. You are not going to want to miss that. Are you playing with a lighter? What do you know? Lighter on television? What are you doing? What are you doing, man? We're going to be getting into the final countdown. In just a few minutes, so please stick around. You're going to see us, our beautiful faces pop up on the screen like we're ending the show. But do not fear. Have no fear. We will be tuned, We will be jumping in to the final countdown in just a few moments. Words are hard. <laughs> Audio turd nuggets. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> hey, final countdown, people. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here.